0: Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a Goat Gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at GoatGuns.com.
1: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. You enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the human capital innovation podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Guy Otsman about ways HR teams can utilize video platforms to level up amongst stakeholders. Hi, Azman. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Where are you joining me from?
2: I'm in sunny Tel Aviv right now.
1: Wonderful. And I imagine it's it's quite late in the day for you. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah, so it's morning for me. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's a pleasure to have a chance to to chat and to tap into your expertise around video platforms. We're going to be talking specifically about ways HR teams can utilize video platforms to level up amongst stakeholders. As we get started, I wanted to share Guy's bio with everybody. Guy Otsman joined... Sunday Sky to form and lead the in-house creative department. Today, he oversees personalized video solutions for global brands, implementing them into their vertical offerings and platform strategy. Guy started his career as a freelance print, web, and video graphic designer for the fashion, nightlife, and film industries in New York. And in 2003, Guy joined Rhino FX, a top visual effects and design studio. His work at Rhino FX gained him the prestigious First Boards Award for up and coming talent in the motion graphics field. His work was also featured in online and print publications such as Shots, Boards, Motion Grapher. And many more. In 2007, Guy joined the creative department at BBDO Israel, one of the top advertising agencies in the world. Uh, Really a tremendous background, Guy. Anything else you would like to add by way of your background and personal context before we dive on into the conversation?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I've always been uh, very attracted to both uh, art and design on one hand and then um, computers and computer science or the world of uh, technology on the other hand. And the beginning of my career, it was kind of which one do I choose? And then uh, as my career developed, uh, I find a home to uh, um, cater to both my passions at Sunday Sky. So I've been doing that um, for the last 13 years.
1: Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about Sunday Sky. Uh, what your do, what your role is there? Um, what Sunday Sky is, is? What types of products, services Sunday Sky is putting out? Uh, and then we can get more into uh, zoom out a little bit and talk more about video platforms generally and how HR teams can utilize them.
2: Sure. Um, so Sunday Sky is a video platform that helps um, any user really to create optimize, distribute, and most importantly, personalize videos through our platform, through self-serve tools. Um, Basically, if you can use PowerPoint, you can use the Sunday Sky video platform to create very compelling videos. And again, with an added bonus of personalization within the video itself. So um, you can segment videos, you can tailor videos to the end user, um, integrate data into them. Uh, Very powerful and compelling tool. as far as my role, I joined originally to form the creative team uh, 13 years ago when uh, dinosaurs roamed the earth. Uh, as the company grew, I grew with it. Um, I've been kind of between New York and Tel Aviv my whole life. So at a certain point, I moved to our New York office, um, spent eight years there, uh, and then came back to Tel Aviv a couple years ago uh today i am chief product officer at sunday sky and general manager of our tel aviv office
1: yeah that's really really cool and again doing some really great creative stuff and and the merger of technology and art i think is always a fascinating topic to explore and as you mentioned self service video platforms uh, allowing for you know easy to use you don't need a lot of of editing skills or technical skills to be able to use it. I think that's, that's excellent. Um, so let's talk about how this can be used in teams and we can, we can talk about teams generally, but HR teams more specifically uh, in what ways have you seen organizations trying to utilize the platform, your platform or other video platforms uh, to try to build and, and support their teams and, and, and really uh, connect with stakeholders.
2: Yep. Um, So I'd say, first of all, uh, historically, maybe Sunday Sky originally focused or traditionally focused on marketers, marketers and service providers within organizations, within uh, really Fortune 200 companies. Um, And they use the technology to speak uh, in more of a B2C way, right? So um, companies, service providers, a lot of uh, banks, telco companies, wireless companies, retailers, retailers really use the technology to communicate with their end users, um, to acquire uh, new customers, to onboard customers, to retain customers through loyalty programs, et cetera. Um, I would say a couple of things happened in the last two, three years that um, gave us a new focus or an additional focus within HR organizations. Uh, One of those things uh, was a a little thing called COVID that uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of. Uh, but uh, COVID really changed the needs of a lot of HR organizations with the move to remote or hybrid work environments and the challenge in maintaining a culture um, uh, from uh, from a remote situation. Um, so that's one factor. And then the second factor is our own move to the self-serve platform. Uh, historically, we've been very much uh, tech-enabled services. So my team, the creative team, um built all the projects for our customers, again, Fortune 200 customers. But in the last three years, we've been pushing very hard and launched our own self-serve platform where anyone can use that platform. So now the level of entry as far as pricing and expertise and time investment has changed. And we've seen um, that as a catalyst to introduce this to other areas in the organization, like HR, for instance. Um, so HR that might have less budget than marketing marketing traditionally or other parts of the organization um, can now also enjoy uh, this great platform and the technology and using personalization within video uh, for their own needs. So those two things combined really pushed us into adding an additional uh, uh, area here with uh, serving HR organizations.
1: Yeah. And can you talk a little bit more about the personalization components? Like in what ways are people personalizing these? In what ways are HR teams utilizing this and personalizing it?
2: So the technology itself has the ability to take a data feed and really anything that you have as a data feed, inject it into video templates that the user creates that are really branded and, and on point as far as um, the look and feel and and kind of how they portray the, the brand. Um, so any data that you have can be injected in the videos and really help tell a more compelling story. Um, everything from the viewer's first name, if you have that as data, their position, if we're talking about HR, their account status or you know loyalty program in the case of airlines, for instance, how many miles you have, um, anything that can be reflected in data and passed on can be um, incorporated within the, the videos and really help tell a more compelling and a more personalized story. So as we went, as we started thinking, Thinking about okay, how can we help serve HR? And we're um, so to say eating eating our own dog food in this sense. We started thinking about um, use cases for our internal usage as we move to a distributed remote uh, organization. Today we're totally remote in our US office, um, and we're in hybrid mode in our Tel Aviv office. Um, we started to to come across challenges that we felt other organizations uh, have as well. Right, so uh, one the great resignation and the competitive uh, hiring market made it much much harder to hire talented people uh, and to get that exposure. You can do that with video in a much more compelling way. Onboarding new employees and new team members is also very hard in a remote environment. And how do you instill the culture with uh, new employees and new team members? Uh, How do you educate them and everything you want to do in onboarding? So um, we started doing that with our own uh, new employees. Um, how do you celebrate the wins product releases um, news internal news of the the company kind of uh, um, how do you retain uh, the uh, the uh, employees uh, in the workforce and how do you keep them engaged and keep them informed all of those things can be done through video and through our video platform
1: Yeah and like you you said several times video is just more engaging and more compelling than i mean certainly more so than a static like policy manual or an onboarding manual that someone might get when they join an organization and if you have a remote team and you're trying to to embed culture and shared values and and everything with your your remote distributed team members and all you really have is like a PDF of the policy manual to send them and maybe an onboarding checklist and a few things like that. And then you have like a video chat with them. That's, that's pretty, pretty low bar. I mean, that, that doesn't um, really accomplish a whole lot, but you, you start to uh, create these types of, of personalized videos and whether, instead of just emails, instead of just documents, instead of just, you know, the, the more static types of things, now they're, they're more, you, you hold their attention, they're more engaged, they're going to retain more. So you're actually getting more from the time that they're putting in to say the onboarding or their training or, or whatever you're, you're having them do. Um, so, so that's, that's super powerful. And we know, you know, in the world of marketing, for example, you know, in social media marketing, I'm not a, a social media marketing expert, but I, I know enough to know that, Video catches people's attention more than a static um, visual, uh, a static picture, and so you know it, it, we just apply that those same kind of principles um, to to the user experience within our organizations, with our people, the the employee experience, and it, it becomes a no brainer. And I I can't help but think of you know the the rise of of certain platforms like TikTok over the last couple of years. Um, what is it about TikTok that's just so darn compelling and that just grabs people's attention and doesn't let go of it. And people end up scrolling, you know, we, we can have a conversation about, you know, the health of <laughs> the mental health <laughs> impacts of constant scrolling, but, but one thing they've definitely figured out how to hold people's attention. Um, and, and so I'm not saying we need to like try to be like TikTok, but like taking some principles of like engagement and. Those sorts of things and applying it into how we interact with our people just makes sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And really, it's a a one-two punch here, right? So the first uh, layer is uh, the use of video on its own is already more compelling than a PDF or a welcome email or even a welcome packet, what have you. All the traditional ways video has become an expectation, right? But then the personalization aspect of it really helps it make it just that much more uh, uh, compelling. And personalization, I like to speak about both overt and subtle personalization. Overt personalization being, you know, welcoming the the viewer by their name, uh, saying, hey, this is going to be your onboarding buddy. This is Rachel from finance, and she's going to help you in your first steps. And, you know, this is your position. And here are a a couple of your uh, team members. So the overt parts of really taking taking uh, that personalized data and personalized information and putting it in the video is great. Uh, but then also, and you know, as important, is also the relevance of the messaging. So we have the ability for each one of these videos to tell a little bit of a different story um, and include and exclude scenes or messages uh, based on different parameters. So for instance, um, an onboarding process for someone in IT won't look like an onboarding process for someone in finance. It's not, they don't go through the same steps, right? So they shouldn't get the same video. You want to give them different, different messages. You want to tell them, hey, there might be processes that are more relevant to, uh, to a new HR recruit versus a new finance recruit. Uh, there might be whole topics that are not relevant to a, a different group of people. So that's more what I refer to subtle personalization where just the choice of the, uh, the topics and the, the messages that are included are also a big part of the story. So you end up with videos. No two videos are the same, uh, not not even in length. My video might be a minute and a half, my onboarding video to Sunday Sky. And, you know, someone from uh, finance might be two and a half minutes. It all depends on the relevance and certain rules that you set to say, okay, this viewer would get these scenes, a different viewer would get other scenes, et cetera. So uh, both uh, subtle and overt personalization are are really uh, key and compelling help completion rates of the the video as well. You want to keep the the viewers interested and not uh, burden them with uh, unnecessary information or irrelevant information.
1: Right, and I was just going to key in on that the irrelevant information. How many of us have sat through onboarding's or trainings, uh, courses, whatever, where? you know, there's good stuff there and and some of it's relevant. Some of it's interesting. Some of it, you know, we can see immediately how it can apply to our jobs and how we can do better and we, we'll make our lives better and everything like that. Um, but then on the other hand, like so much of it is completely irrelevant. And I, I was actually just in like a day long um, kind of cohort based training session yesterday. And I was just thinking about this. I'm like, it's nice to be back face to face. That was great. But it wasn't personalized in any way. And we were all over the map the the participants were all over the place in terms of their backgrounds, their experiences. And I have to admit, you know, I tried to keep an open mind, but 80 plus percent of what we did yesterday is stuff that I just didn't need. I just didn't need to be there for it. It just, and so it's, it's hard, you know, I want to participate. I want to engage. I want to, you know, be a good team player and all those things. But you hit a certain threshold where like things just seem completely irrelevant or unnecessary and you just start to tune out and, and it's hard to battle that. And so the more we can just tailor things and just make sure that someone's only seeing what they actually need to see, uh, then that that's better for everyone. It wastes less time of your people uh, so they can be spend more time being productive. It keeps their interest because it's relevant. Uh, And you're not muddying the waters by telling them information that they might think they need to try to keep track of, but actually doesn't really apply to them. I mean, there's just so many reasons why a more tailored approach is just better. Um, Yet, you know, traditionally in organizations, that's been more costly. The more personalized you make it, the more expensive it is. And that's why yesterday, in my experience it wasn't personalized at all because you had all these people from all over the place. It was face to face. You had a facilitator. I mean, what are they, what are they going to do to personalize that? Right. And so that's, that's one of the great benefits of using online platforms and video platforms and using technology to assist in kind of the choose your own adventure. Only they're not choosing uh, themselves, but the, the, the software is, is guiding them the direction they need to go. That's going to be most effective for them that that's powerful and that's going to save time. It's going to engage people better and it's just going to be a win for everyone.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to maybe I'll refer to a couple of the points you made um, first from an experience perspective. I think, um, there's a generational component here that's uh, coming into play as well as a, just a general expectation for us as humans and what we interact with. Right. Uh, of course, uh, our jobs are very uh, important to us, but we also, you know, at the end of the day, we kick back in, in front of Netflix or, you know, we do our shopping on Amazon. Um, we get our, our podcasts from Apple or your favorite uh, platform, All of those companies are providing a level of a personalized experience, right? When I log into Netflix, I don't see my home screen is different than yours, right? And again, both subtle and overt ways, like I have my list, but also I don't know if uh, if you know this, the thumbnails of visuals on Netflix are different uh, for different people, right? So they A-B test and they optimize like what is going to be the most compelling poster image, for Ozark, that might be different from for me than uh, than for you, so there's a certain level of expectation from our personal life that we're importing into our work life um, there's also a general uh, a generational um, thing going on where attention spans of course you know are without again uh, uh, sounding like a boomer year uh, uh, the uh, expectation or the um, attention span. With uh, some of the younger generations going into the, the workforce, they just grew up in a different way than us Gen Xers, or at least I'm a Gen Xer, uh, uh, grew up, and and we have to we have to accommodate for that to keep our our people uh, engaged, et cetera. So we need to rise to those expectations of how they're interacting with information outside of work and bring some of that into to the workplace as well to keep up to keep people engaged, et cetera. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, yeah. that's kind of one thing around, uh, attention spans, uh, et cetera. Um, and then, uh, you, you made another point that, uh, that I wanted to refer to, but uh, <laughs> right now
1: it, it, maybe it'll come back to you, but yeah. yeah, I, you know, I think again, we're not saying that it's never helpful or appropriate to do face to face Um, you know, there's a lot of power in getting together in person and that's why organizations, many are coming back to the office or doing hybrid arrangements, but the new world of work requires us to have some more flexibility and more teams are more distributed. They're going to continue to be more distributed. Uh, and we're just going to, we're going to have to really figure out how to do this, um, virtual world better. And, And there's a, I mean, while there's some downsides to not being together in person, there can be some real benefits as we design personalized systems to meet the needs of our people. And so that's what you're doing. Uh, I know other organizations that are doing the same thing and it's, it's just so important. And uh, I think it's going to help every organization.
2: Yeah, that was, that was actually the, uh, the second point around, you know, the effects of, uh, of COVID and distributed work uh, um, and uh, you know, non-physical environments uh, um, you know, We we were I know I was worried in the beginning, uh, especially as a manager, like the inability to kind of feel my team and really experience and brainstorm and do some of the more kind of uh, uh, interactive uh, activities uh, live. That was um, that was very concerning going into uh, into the pandemic. Um, And I think we've found our ways to, to deal with that. We've also always been a little bit of a distributed organization because we have both the Tel Aviv and the New York office. Um, But then there are certain advantages that that came up in the last couple of years where we see people um, consuming information in asynchronous ways and working in hours that are more comfortable for them and choosing how to consume information and how to consume updates, etc., different formats, uh, be it Slack, be it email, be it, you know, uh, uh, systems like Confluence, etc. So that flexibility actually, you know, gave us more productivity in certain areas and again is pushing towards um, tools like like our tool uh, as well that really helps make uh, video more accessible Um, and it's no longer in the hands of just the creative team or highly trained professionals to to create video now um, with tools like our own and and other tools out there people can create video much more much more quickly much more independently um, keep the a kind of production value that you would have from professional video, uh, but at the same time, do it independently and really move faster and more independently, both as individuals and as uh, teams. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting times. There's uh, there's yeah. a lot of opportunity.
1: Yeah, excellent. Well, guy, this has just been a really fun conversation. I've really appreciated my time with you today. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your team, and give us a final word on the topic for today.
2: Yeah sure um so sundaysky.com is uh, of course our uh, our website you can learn more about the technology there you can ask for demos um, we're uh, we're very happy to to share our platform and uh, um, hear people hear what they think about it etc so uh, uh, please visit sundaysky.com uh for me personally i'm gatsman8 at twitter uh, i'm on uh, i'm gatsman on facebook and uh, in Instagram and everywhere else, uh, LinkedIn. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's where you can find me.
1: Wonderful, thank you so much. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Guy and his team can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. <laughs> you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations podcast. Enjoy ad free listening by going to the Patreon page.
0: Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a goat gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at goatguns.com.